This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Erica Polsonelli, and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast, where we talk all things spirituality, ascension, health, wellness, and beyond. I'm so excited that you are here. Come on in. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to have Rochelle on today. We are talking all things herbalism. Um, she is so brilliant in what she does. You can tell it's just such a divine expression of her and her soul. And I'm so excited to go there with you and with her. So I hope you enjoy. Well, welcome. Thank, thank you, you so much for being here. I'm thank so you. excited to be in your presence. You're like glowing oh, and radiant on this cloudy <laughs> day that we have in New York. It might be the, the mist from the rain. <laughs> no. <laughs> your outfit, your hair, everything. Oh, your you. radiance within. Thanks. Thank you so much for being here. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Yeah, definitely. I'm Rochelle Robinette, a registered herbalist and the founder of Pharmacon Supernatural, which is uh, in an ecosystem at this point dedicated to teaching people how to be healthier with plants. So most people know me as an herbalist. That's very holistic and very nuanced when you get into it. Yeah. How did you get started on this journey? (laughs) Well, it's been, it really has been kind of a coming into my truest self and coming into, you know, who I seem intended to be in this life in the sense that You know, I grew up on a farm. I grew up in a home, in two homes that were very aware of health and nutrition and nature and medicine and all of these things um, that have, you know, built, they, they, being exposed to that built a foundation for me, Mm -hmm. but I wanted nothing to do with that um, from a career standpoint. So I moved to New York. I worked in fashion in this building, which is, oh my gosh, it's crazy I haven't been back and like the doorman and I recognized each other (laughs) it's so it's so I can tell the fashion background for sure like (laughs) it's so surreal to be back like the same commute it's wild but anyway so you know I so I have this like foundation these roots this old relationship with nature and the this lifelong you know um passion it's stronger than a passion it's really just a complete commitment to understanding the human experience understanding how what we take in through our senses affects our experience of reality our life our being and long story short after sort of studying that and pursuing that personally you know my whole life there was a a moment that shift where my career shifted and I decided to leave fashion leave the agency world Um, come out of the closet as this Mm -hmm. and that grew into supernatural and that is you know how I spend my time now and and the work that I'm doing so I also have yes education as an herbalist and and education and complementary and integrative health and all of these kinds of stamps of approval and you know um, structured support systems for what I'm going to teach or what I'm going to do in sessions with clients what I'm going to write about or you know work on with a company but the heart of it is something that is much more inherent and Mm. innate to who I am than that it was that I decided you know I'm going to be an herbalist now yeah I'm gonna go to school for that yeah wow how long were you in fashion 
Let's see. I'm terrible with time. Me too. Sorry to ask you that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Was it like, like time doesn't even like exist. six years, eight okay. years? Okay. How was that transition? I was an elementary yeah. school teacher. Oh wow! And I left to come out of the class, the spiritual closet. Yeah. And share meditation and breath work and all the things that I share now. Yeah. Um, it was a hard transition for me, so I'm mm. just wondering how that transition was for you. Oh, I'm curious. Um, it was. It was challenging in the sense that it was a lot of work, you know, but I was, I, that was like, that was where I was at at that time. I mean, I was working, I came here to work in fashion. Mm -hmm. I, I had to start my life over. I knew that it was going to be about hustle yeah. and grind for a long time. It was like, I have to, you know, find a place to live. I have to find a career. I have to make it in fashion. I have to do all of these things. You know, and then I left that to start over again. And so I was like, I'm, I'm committed to building a new thing. So it was a lot of work, but I was never resentful of that. Mm -hmm. Like really just committed to it. And then it was easier than not in the sense that I was becoming more myself, you know? So like I used to be so nervous to give presentations you know when i was at the agency you'd have to present to these clients and i would prepare and i would just be so nervous and then when i started working as an herbalist i would be teaching you know larger and larger groups and i was like i'm not nervous yeah. i'm excited and it was a foreign you know experience but it was like oh that's because you're not pretending to know anything <laughs> not pretending to be anybody you're talking about stuff that you're like you're obsessed with and you love and you want to share and so in that sense, it was easier. It's been a lot of work, but again, you know, I don't mind that. I relate to that so much because when I first became an elementary school teacher, it was not easy for me. Mm. It was really hard for me. I had to prepare so much. I couldn't figure out the classroom management yeah. of it. And then when I started to teach this, it's like all intuitive, zero preparation and just like an expression moving through me. Mm. So I, I relate yeah. to that. And that's because it's our dharma. You know, we're yeah. following our dharma and our life's purpose. And gratefully, um, it comes easy and naturally. And I think mm. when we find that thing that's right for us, it can be that. And sometimes mm. I hear a lot like, it shouldn't be that easy or it can't be that easy from other people and what they're going through. I'm like, no, but it can. It actually can. And I think when, once we understand that and we lean into that, we create so much more space for life to feel a lot easier, for work to feel a lot easier and more like a flow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah and we there, there's the work of like breaking down the habits of yes. being the way that we were in the past or, you know, there, there's, there's all of that sort of challenge, but it's a different, it's a different kind of challenge than, mm. you know, the, the opportunity and the pleasure and the flow, like you said, of being yourself and doing what you know is right yes. for you to do, you know, here and now. So, yeah. And did you immediately feel that connection back to your roots once you said yes to this, once you left fashion and made that transition? I would say, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, I was you know, on the, on the weekends and the evenings, like I would leave here, <laughs> I would leave this literally building. here. <laughs> I'm not going to get over it and go home and like take off my shoes, take off my like, you know, suit 
my client facing clothes and turn into a witch, you know, and do (laughs) spells and like make, make tinctures. So the, the root, the connection to the roots was, was strong. Yeah. Um, but it was also my version of what I came from. Yeah. You know, I definitely didn't want and don't want, like I, I still live in New York, you know, I didn't, I didn't move back to a farm. Um, it's definitely my version of it, but it felt, it really felt like coming out. Um, so I would say, yeah, I would say the connection to the roots just became more, it became more obvious. And I realized how much I had to draw on. And also, you know, that nights and weekends, you know, what I do for myself on the side had been persistent forever when I was in junior high, high school, college, my, you know, work in Seattle, I always did that kind of stuff on the nights and the weekends. So I had been sort of self-studying forever, you know, so a lot of my education came in all those years before I went to school for it. Can you share more? We need to get back to the spells, but for now, (laughs) can you share more about like a regimen or a beginner regimen? Like if someone wanted to get into herbs and it's piquing their interest and they Mm -hmm. want to start implementing some things, I'm sure everything is so individualized based off of our individually what we need, but what are some things to get started? Yeah. So, you know, I think it it reminds me of the question that is common about, you know, what's the, what's the best book for me to start with? Yeah. And I always answer first with, you know, which area are you most drawn to? And by that, I mean, do you want to learn how to grow your own herbs and garden, you know, with them? Do you want to learn about them from a scientific, you know, health benefit standpoint? Are you interested in your specific traditional, you know, lineage, your your regional plants? Are you interested in a different healing system like Ayurveda or traditional Chinese medicine? So not to be complicated, but even just where to start sort yeah. of depends on, you know, where you're most inclined. But then I would find that, you know, and my favorite recommendation is to is to hook up with some sort of local community, an apothecary, a teacher, anybody in person who can teach you more about plants. And it can be in a casual group setting one time, you know, go on a plant walk with somebody, go to the local herb shop. Most most places have one or have, you know, some version of that and and see if there are any kind of classes or gatherings or you know just start hanging out find somebody that you can like you know connect with and if you don't have access to doing that in person then you know and i can recommend some specific books or maybe we put them in the show notes or something like that but you know getting one book and just let's say once a week saturdays Mm -hmm. i spend an hour with this book i learn a little bit more about the plants in the following week, maybe I go out and buy one mm-hmm. and I make some tea with it and I see how it feels, what it looks like, how I feel. Yeah. And just gradually, you know, that's how I learned one one plant at a time, one experience with it at a time. And then, you know, it can go on yeah. <laughs> endlessly from there. And in those experiences, do you feel a shift immediately? Is it very subtle? I would expect it to be subtle, but 
would someone feel the impact working with a plant and feeling it initially or does it take time where they should stick with that plant and see how it feels for them over time yeah it depends on the plant and it depends on the person mm. so somebody who is very sensitive might have an immediate relationship with a plant sometimes yeah. it surprises you yeah. you know like i made a tincture I made my very first tincture. I just chose mugwort because it's a witchy plant and mm -hmm. I sort of, you know, knew a little bit about it. And I made that tincture and when it was finished, you know, six weeks later, I opened it and I was just blown away by the scent. I didn't even, hadn't even tasted it yet. I was like, this is, this is like, this smells like eternity. It smells wow. like my future. It oh my smells gosh. like, it was so <laughs> profound. And I didn't have a previous relationship with that plant, you know, and then later that day I walked out of my door in Brooklyn and realized there was mugwort growing, you know, in the sidewalk. It's a common weed here, like right outside my door. Um, and so then I developed more of a relationship with it. And then, you know, other people won't have experiences like that and they'll just drink, you know, a certain tea long enough to then feel the effects of it. Yeah. Or just enjoy the experience of drinking tea. You don't even, you know, you don't have to feel totally. anything necessarily. So, yeah. wow, that's so cool about yeah. the mugwort. <laughs> yeah, your guide is that one for a reason. Uh, wow. So, are you drinking that every day? Am I now? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. That was a long time ago. Okay. That was a long, long time ago. It was when my apothecary was one shelf in my otherwise empty kitchen because I had just moved into this apartment by myself and I had one little jar of one homemade mugwort tincture. And now I have, you know, uh, an entire floor size apothecary full of herbs and all. I mean, it's become a thing. Wow. <laughs> so. Do you have go-tos that you are consuming every single day? Yeah. Okay. And then from there, like with things that come up, you're guided to different ones, yes, I would assume. Exactly. Like based off how you feel. Yes. And I'm sure there's different ones for like hormones and immunity yes. and everything. And you can just find it there. Yes. So exactly. cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I consume a ton of plants. Yeah. <laughs> and we're also always learning more about them. Yeah. You know, and I really, really like the science of herbalism. So I'm, you know, subscribed to a lot of different journals and newsletters and different, you know, people's work. And there are new studies all the time that reveal different benefits or, you know, understandings about certain plants and that can, sh and it's the same with nutritional science and health sciences and, you know, in general. And I, I do work across all of those. So, you know, you read a new book with new insights and decide to adjust your life accordingly. I, I love that. Totally. Yeah. And it's like the constant um, just learning of new information and what mm -hmm. maybe we once thought the benefits were. It can be tenfold as, you know, different studies are held and different lenses yeah. are taken. Yeah. Wow. I love that you love to learn new things. Yeah. Because I think not everyone does. It can be threatening to a self-concept to learn new things. So it's, I'm it's actually in this stage right now where I feel like I know nothing at all, but in like a um, very interesting way. Like I feel like I've grown so much in my path 
that it's brought me to the point where like I know so much but at the same time I know nothing because we're constantly learning yeah and what's been truth before may not be truth now and like the new paradigm we're shifting in so it's just like this moment of like I'm so open Mm -hmm. to it all and to like unlearning and relearning and continuing that process over and over yeah yeah it's really great it reminds me of the idea of being curious yes you know just perpetually about our experiences yeah and not judging what we once Mm. thought and being able to understand and accept ourselves for what's what we once believed and now moving into like a new truth yeah you know so i wanted to ask you about flower essence do you work with that at all I know about them. I I don't often work with them. Okay. Um, I think periodically I have clients who who you know need them or or could use them, could benefit from them, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'll and then I'll you know integrate them. I wor- the last time I personally worked with a flower essence was after my dad died in 2020, oh, and sorry. my team bought me a flower essence for grief. Yeah. which is really beautiful. So I think there, there are, you know, certain times and places and also certain people who totally. respond really well to them. Yeah. Yeah. I was drawn to one for abundance mm. um, and I started it on a new moon and I did it for maybe two weeks. I don't think the full moon cycle, but it's something that kind of like was popping up for me. And when, when things pop up into my awareness, like three or more times I'm like maybe it's time for me to explore that and that's what guided me to that um but I've heard of like starting it on a on a new moon do you have any preference Mm. of like if you are to practice with that when to start or how to do it yeah that's a good question I mean that's a beautiful way to do it honestly I don't typically recommend that I don't recommend some other start time I just allow people to start when they're compelled to but it's you know, using the moons to start and finish a lot of things can be beneficial. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I know you mentioned spells. Yeah. I want to hear more. <laughs> like, can you share more? We're like really woo-woo on this podcast. We love, like, the more woo, the better. <laughs> the more woo, the better. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I feel like I've gotten less woo over the, the recent years, but I also wonder, like, will that swing back? And will I, you know, or do you just not think it's woo woo anymore? Maybe that too. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It reminds me of like the early days of wellness in New York City and just like when everything was new, you know, it was like the first time you could go to a sound bath or go to, you know, a hypnotherapist or all these different things. Like now the hypnotherapist is like my buddy and we're like, (laughs) this is not a, you know, special occasion. Right. Um, the spells so the first spells that i did i was very young i think i was probably in elementary school at that time and i was on this path um, to try to understand truth and god and spirituality and like what is what is this you know life stuff what is ultimate and so i was reading you know, anything I could get my hands on from, uh, you know, religion and spirituality, philosophy and psychology, you know, esoteric anything. And I, I, um, I, I ended up really in love with um, Wicca, 
for, for quite a while. Can I ask you, what were your other friends doing at this point? Like, were they <laughs> were they with you question. at the library? It just needs to know. No, they definitely weren't. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if like you were in a community where like people were interested oh in this gosh. and children were interested yeah. in this because elementary school is really early to be doing this research. Yeah. And that's what I mean when I say like, this is me. Yeah. Like yeah. I was, I was born. I mean, my dad used to like pat me on the head and be like, "Isn't that cute?" She's looking for what do you call it, honey? I'd be like, "Ultimate truth." <laughs> oh my goodness! Like really, you know. I love, and I'm still on that mission. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So no, I did not have any friends that were. I had a friend in, in high school. We're still friends now, and she and I were witchy together. Mm-hmm. Um, but we found each other, you know because of that in part, you know, later on. Um, And no, it was really, it was really, you know, this, this factor for me when I was young, when I was really young, you know, I, I went like this earlier and I named, you know, what I kind of consider now to be sort of ether or we, we might, you know, we might call it dark matter or energy or all these different things. And when I was, I was a kid, I called it Ness like the ness of you know the ness of stuff i was like what is this stuff like this ness so like that that essence is something that i was i was so sure i was like it's right here you know it's like it's between us it's right in front of me i can't see it touch it feel it but i like i know it's there and i was like somebody in the world knows what this is right wow you know and so it was just a matter of time i thought and enough reading that I would real I would, you know, encounter the person who had figured this out. Mm. Turns out no one has. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's it's consciousness, it's whatever. Yeah. It's this it's it's the woo. And um so that's why I was in all these, you know, books and things. And I had it so I had supportive parents. So mom's like, oh, okay, you're into you're into this now. Sure, let's go find a book about it. Let's go find, you know tarot cards and pendulums and like what whatever I was into and also like colored pencils and you know plant pots and and things but I definitely had a bent toward the esoteric if that's the way to refer to it um and so yeah so I spent a good amount of time with with Wicca and spells and I would I would um create things i would create you know potions and um burn things i mean it's a little hard for me to remember all the all the stuff but just out in the backyard you know (laughs) (laughs) tearing up like flowers (laughs) where were you getting the flame um yeah i mean i have yeah you're you're thinking about it from a teacher standpoint i can tell elementary school teacher um yeah, I mean that was that was mostly at my mom's house, and my dad's house was a farm, you know. So I would I would make potions with like, with stuff I found in the barns and whatever else. Um, Just intuitively then, guided, like as you saw things, you collected them for your potions, and some from books, yeah. and some from intuition. So cool. I think when I was younger, you know, it was more of the play of like, oh, I'm just making potions and this and that. And then when I got older and when I say spells, like I was actually following books, you know, instructions and books. And I did versions of that probably 
you know, through junior high, maybe I stop at some point in high school, maybe, but also again, like fast forward to when I'm working in fashion, I am doing moon, moon rituals and moon Mm -hmm. ceremonies and spells on full and new moons, you know, at home. Yeah. So that part of it. uh, And I think, you know, herbalism, I didn't call myself an herbalist for quite a while in my journey. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that it is the most perfect. I don't know if it's entirely perfect, but it's the, it's the, it's the closest, um, you know, profession, title, practice to sum up or kind of include all of these different aspects of things. You know, the natural world, that energy, talking about flower essences, mm-hmm. also the sort of physical functional health of things, the, you know, psychology and, and habit, the, the lineages of your region. Like it's really, there's a lot there, you know, a lot, a lot more than just the benefits of herbs. Mm-hmm. I think later on when I realized that was the most appropriate name for all this stuff I was doing, that's when I started calling myself an herbalist and then went and studied more deeply in it but it was a little bit of a reverse order yeah you know I'm like obsessing over the little you (laughs) because I just I need to know a few more things no sure so so while you were doing this were you sharing any of it with your friends like I know you mentioned the one friend who connected with it but like in elementary school did you have friends and was this something like you really knew to keep to yourself or like felt Mm. to keep to yourself or were you like guys I'm doing some powerful shit over here. Like, you got to see this. (laughs) I wish that I had, like, The Craft, right? Was that the film? The Craft? There's, like, this, like, click of witches. I swear it's called The Craft, but I I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Oh, my gosh. I wish I had that. Um, So, let's see. (laughs) Um, When I was was in elementary school, I was in a public school. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, 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 so I, I've always been a bit of an outcast, or I was, I was definitely an outcast, like from element through my elementary, junior high, and high school days for different reasons. Um, in elementary school, in this big public school, you know, I didn't feel like I totally fit in, mm-hmm. and I had you know fun friends, and we had a good time, and you know, kind of played and caused trouble. I, I ended up. Um, befriending a lot of troublemakers that was like my type and um, but I was I was also like straight A student you know back then they weren't A's they were E's yes I got one S and I'll never forget it because like that was not acceptable in my house anyway (laughs) Um, so I didn't really share with them but I think trying to put my finger on how to say it exactly I think you know growing up on a farm in a very small town, no stoplight, only girl, four brothers. Our family was different than the families that lived in town. We, I was not, I, I wasn't really allowed to like spend the night at friends' houses very often. Mm-hmm. Like my dad kept us a little bit protected from a lot of, you know, the world. And so I spent a ton of time alone, a lot of solitude. And it's still very important to me. And it's also part of my personality. Like I am a major introvert, love to be quiet, 
I do retreats by myself. I travel alone. Mm -hmm. So there were certain things I shared with my friends, but I didn't share everything and I didn't really share. And I also, I think this is a big part of it. I didn't have people that related with my, you know, obsession to try to understand this stuff. Yeah. Like how many, how many kids in, in that environment are like, Oh yeah, I totally I get it. <laughs> or even figure this what out you're together. Saying, honestly, yeah. like to have the consciousness understand. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. really like didn't relate, you know, on that level with with kids there. And then in junior high, we were um, we were sent to a religious school, the Christian school, for junior high and high school, and I was like the outcast of that school. So I was. I, I, I gave it my best go in terms of trying to understand Christianity and, um, you know, be saved and, and, and be on board. I was like, if all of you believe this, you know, and I'm trying to find truth, I'm in, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll read the Bible. I'll do all the things. And I did all the things and, you know, and it didn't work for me. And I was literally the only kid in the entire auditorium, like not standing up and singing and raising my hands during chapel every single week not trying to be a brat just trying to be honest but like that was six years of my life wow so that was intense that was hard i'm sure and that was very you know and i had my friends there but um i was again kind of this outcast you know and the kids were all trying to save me and the the um what do you call it? The staff, not the staff, but you know, teachers, the teachers, yeah, faculty. And, yeah, faculty were constantly pulling me aside, trying to, trying to save me, and it was just so. Definitely didn't share my, you know, spell interest yeah. there. I did meet my friend um, there, and we had, you know, that special relationship. Um, yeah, I feel like there was one other thing I was going to mention there, but I don't, don't recall. Yeah, so it was something that was mine. Yeah. You know, it was my own. And then college felt different, mm-hmm. of course. But it just felt like it was my own path and and purpose, clearly. So cool. <laughs> so. so today's a full moon, Libra. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I saw you... it last night, but I didn't realize it was full. See, this is me losing touch with my woo. Like, I used to know, like, every second where it was at. I need to know, are you doing something tonight for it? <laughs> well, no. No. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I'm not, but it's just, like I said, it's just kind of the phase that I'm in. Yeah, totally. The old me, I've been like, seriously. What are some things you would do? <laughs> um, let's see. Well, new moon, I would generally like clean and open. I mean, I would, I would, I would also still clean. So by that, I mean like sage, yeah. you know, Palo Santo, sweetgrass, mm-hmm. cedar, whatever you have, whatever you're using, probably not sage, but. Um, Why not sage? Well, white sage, it, white sage is is a plant that is now at risk, yeah. and also um, it is used in spiritual practices by people that are like indigenous people. Yeah. So if it's part of their, sorry, I realize no. we're not live. No, no, no. <laughs> so Some, I know. I was asking you because I wanted your opinion on it, but I know. Some people feel it's a closed practice, and then I have friends who actually get it from a space who are indigenous, and they want to share it, and they feel mm. like it's ethical. So I just didn't know if there was like um, 
what reason it was that you said not yeah, to, it's, said. it's both. Yeah, yeah, I would say, like, to say that again, you know, I would say um, it's a plant that's at risk. And yeah. unless you're buying it from, yeah. you know, somebody or some organization that wants to share it, that it's totally. better to leave it and use, you know, use whatever you're able to grow yourself yeah. or have, you know, access to in your specific area. And there are so many good plants that are great for you know saging yeah what other ones do you mention cleaning um cedar is one of my absolute favorites okay. you can use rosemary i mean you can burn so many different you know dried mm-hmm. uh, plants but sweet grass is really beautiful too okay i kind of i kind of joke that you <laughs> this is i feel like flames are now becoming a theme here but <laughs> i sort of joke that like most of the tea that's in tea bags like you can you can burn that you know you wow. can some people will smoke different types of plants of course and um, you know lavender mm-hmm. and rose and yeah. chamomile and like all these things so tobacco is common too that's to that's a beautiful and one clear here. yeah that's a little bit more of an offering okay. than clearing you know any kind of smoke is going to be cleansing but. Um, you know, and even as much as I love Palo Santo, like I don't buy that anymore, you know, yeah. it's, um, it's just important to, to be as aware as we can totally. of the state of these plants totally. and the use of them, you know, indigenously and not everybody knows that yeah. and that's fine. But, you know, as you learn more then you learn things like that and yeah. it's helpful to respect, but yeah, for a full moon, I mean, um, I would let go of some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Write it down. <laughs> burn it or don't. <laughs> Maybe Keeping like... with the theme, we're going to burn it. We're burning tonight. <laughs> you know, throw it away. Put it in some water. But yeah, close. Close and let go. What any specific herb. Oh. I'll, I'll share. But okay. any specific herb for a full moon? Oh, gosh. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know if I really would associate a certain herb with the full moon but maybe you know and this is where some of it becomes intuitive yes you know totally Mm -hmm. so i would think of you know what i'm thinking about now is like the state of the plant and what i mean by that is that something that is in like a seed form Mm -hmm. or a um leaf is in a different state of development and kind of fullness than something that is a flower or even the yeah. fruit that comes afterward. Mm-hmm. So like just to, to take that to completion, you know, rose hips are the fruit of the rose that come after the flower. Mm. And they're even, you know, around berry type, you know, fruit. So that would be a perfectly reasonable association to draw and then plant to work with if that resonated with you so funny because when you said intuitive the first thing i thought of for this libra full moon was rose and then you use that as the example you know what you're doing tonight (laughs) so cool (laughs) yeah for full moon i like to let go and clear but a lot for me as well is like listening intuitively because Mm. some moons some full moons to me feel more like setting intention, getting organized, tidying Mm -hmm. up, and almost like expansive in manifestation where like typically you would hear a new moon is more for manifestation and planting seeds. Mm -hmm. But it's all pretty intuitive to me. But this one, 
Um, this Le- I'm a Libra sun. I don't know if that's why, but this feels like very mild and gentle to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, from what I understand, it's it's bringing a lot of healing, and there's an emphasis on relationships. Mm. And I did see some of that come up before, but it's all about just like letting whatever come up, and then reading and learning about it, and then taking what resonates, yeah. and then leaving the rest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you add that layer of astrology too, yeah, which is you know another. There's so many layers. So many so, layers. Yeah. Even just in astrology, there's so many layers. It's like, oh my goodness. So can you share a little bit about what you do now? If someone was interested and enjoyed the conversation and wants to follow up with you or even hear from you, work with you, what are some things that you offer? Yeah, definitely. So at this point, it, a lot of what I do is about education. So I have online classes on our website and those classes were all developed out of, you know, years and years of private practice and one-on-one sessions with people and also teaching in groups and hearing these um, themes and these Mm -hmm. questions come up. Hormone balance, thyroid health, brain health and energy, stress and anxiety, like these major pillars, metabolism. So all of the online classes were developed out of the teachings that I'd been giving, you know, for years and years. So those are online on demand. You can take them at any point. And then I do a a lot of writing and right now audio only podcast, and that's on Substack. So that's really a Q&A, Ask the Herbalist style, where people can come in and uh, ask their personal health questions and the community can benefit from my response. So again, you know, I've really been after working a lot in a one-on-one capacity, trying to open that up and let as many people into the conversation as possible and as reasonable because sometimes, you know, we need that intimacy too. Yeah. So very occasionally I'll do one-on-one sessions still, but mm-hmm. it's not a frequent part of what I do. And then we have a online shop. We had a cafe for many years, oh, cool. um, but recently moved that online and that about sums it up. And what are things they can find on the online shop? Teas, tinctures. Uh, our, we have gummies. We have herbal gummies. Cool. So I try to, I try to curate the shop around again those main pillars. You know that the classes represent and the products then support. So that's so exciting. I'm shopping yeah. tonight on the full moon. <laughs> that's a good thing to do on the full moon too. <laughs> I love this conversation with you. I'm so grateful. Thank you. you. Today to share your expertise and just your passion and your truth through herbalism because I can definitely feel it. And um, I'm just so grateful. Thank thank you. you. This was wonderful. Thank you. Where can everyone find you? Everybody can find me at youresupernatural.com. So that's the letter U, the letter R, supernatural.com. And then I'm Rochelle Robinette on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yay. She just gave me the 40 heads up, but I think that was, I didn't want you to be like, wait, why are they talking to each other? Oh, no, that's okay. She just gives me a little cue, but I felt like that was the perfect amount of time and everything you shared. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was so fun. All right. Oh, sure.
Thank you. So thank you so much and I'll see you soon.